It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Welcome to The Clip Out, episode 24. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hi. How do you keep track of these? Well, 24. Because I have the notes. Oh. You know what? There's an email in your email box that even says what episode it is. You're the orderly one. (laughs) It comes with being a project manager. You should be a project manager. That's what you should be. (laughs) Maybe I'll look into that. Eh, Just a little, little tip. Yeah. Thanks. Just a tip. Thanks for the tip. Anytime. I appreciate it. But I might need a refractory period. (laughs) So, uh, shameless plugs, another one. (laughs) Uh, Don't forget we're available on iTunes where you can go there, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us tremendously and we greatly appreciate it. That's why we say it every single week. We're not going to stop saying it. And because we're lazy and it's just something to say. (laughs) When you're like, what do we say next? I don't know. Do a shameless plug. Okay. Yeah, I'll do one of those. Uh, speaking of iTunes reviews, we have a new one. Ooh. Would you like to hear it? I definitely would. It's uh, from Radiohead 7. Okay. I don't know that one. I was in radio, and uh, I'm a big fan of Radiohead. I also like the band. So uh, they say... Wait, is that the review? No, that's me <laughs> just commenting. That's just me commenting. Okay. So thanks to Tom and Crystal for starting the clip out. I've been battling some injuries and unable to ride the bike like I want to, but I've been able to keep up with everything via the podcast. So Aww. you are welcome. Uh, you guys have great voices, very entertaining discussions. I added a very, I just realized now. What's that say about me? They said entertaining discussions. That wasn't enough. I had to add a very. Wow. That's This shameless plug just keeps Now it's gone from shameless to shameful (laughs) And interesting topics Most of all You are both so genuine and fun And would never add an adjective to a sentence (laughs) To self-ingrandize Is that a word? I don't think it is It is now Uh, Can't wait to see where you guys take it Bet you wish you you bailed now (laughs) Keep up the great work This is the start of something awesome Dot 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 until you ruined it. That's what that's what they're thinking right now. <laughs> well, thank you, Radiohead Seven. Yes, thank you very much. That was awesome. Yes. <laughs> Other places you could find us. Uh, you can find us at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the clip out. I thought yep. I would push that on the front end of yeah, the show. I talk yeah. about iTunes, uh, but we are on the uh, interwebs. We so are. You can go there and uh, interact. If you miss a recipe or if we reference an article or something, it uh, it all gets posted there magically. And by magically, I mean for my wife, who is magical <laughs> to me. Aww. So uh, what do we have on the show this week? So much. This one's packed. Goodness. There's a lot. What are you packing it with? So much information. I think we're going to have a downright debate, you and I. Ooh, fisticuffs. There's going to be there's going to be some talk. All right, we well, got. Hopefully, it's a podcast <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that that Shields and Yarnell podcast didn't really do all that well. Okay, well, um, so we're going to talk about something John Foley posted. Okay. We're going to talk leaderboard logic again. We're going to talk about some stats that we referenced during the last podcast in episode twenty three. Okay. We're also going to talk about a battle 
a Ooh. battle to have the most rides on Peloton. So we'll get back to that. Oof. And uh, there's also a huge benefit ride for Puerto Rico coming up this weekend. We got to talk about that. That's going to have to be for Puerto Rico because it ain't going to be in Puerto Rico. No. I don't think your bikes are going to work very you. There's no, no, there's there's no, no power. power. I know yeah. those poor people. And uh, we're going to talk about a group that they just... They got paper towels, though, right? They're good. <laughs> and we're going to talk about a group that just formed this week. And I love it. And so I'm going to talk about it. Well, I mean, it's your show. You're allowed. And of course, we have our amazing interview with Emma Lovewell. Oh, yeah. We have another instructor on the show. How about that? Emma Lovewell. Yes. Bond girl extraordinaire. That she is. She will tell us all about her... Adventures with 007 Well then uh, I guess we should dig in You know what would sound good right here <laughs> One of those little Fancy swishy sweepers Let's do it It's time for news of the Peloton So if a fellow wanted to watch a documentary About fish where would he go <laughs> You right ahead <laughs> I did you gave me notes well, we did Not to ruin the magic for people <laughs> So you would go to Facebook, apparently. Yes. Yeah. John Foley posted earlier this week, which I don't see a ton of posts from him on the actual Peloton page. And I thought it was really cool. That I, he, I don't blame him. I know. Some oh, my God. Don't the, even get some, me started. Some of the attitude around there. I wouldn't be posting if I was him either. Today like, has been especially bad. Like, there are just people out there. You know what? These people just shush it. <laughs> it is ridiculous. So, yeah, these people with the attitudes. I bet you sometimes John Foley, for some peace and quiet on Facebook... He probably just goes over to the Soul Cycle page. <laughs> he's that like, was, that was funny on a couple levels. He's like, uh, over here, nobody cares about me or anything <laughs> at all. Yeah, people need to tone it down. Yes, it's been a rough week, man. But he posted about a documentary last week. I think is actually when it was, and uh, it was about sushi of all things. But it's really not about sushi. It's about loving what you do. And he posted this really great post that inspired me, and I want to watch this documentary. So we're going to have to put it in the Netflix queue because it's going to happen. And that's what it's called: love what you do. And it's all. It got him. It got his passion even more reignited for Peloton, and he wanted to share it with all of. His employees Awesome You know it's funny Because part of me is like A documentary about sushi We watch documentaries About a lot of stupid I watch, things I do I, I like And I always say I love a documentary About somebody That is fixated on something That sounds dumb or crazy And then they someone suck else. you right in And then they suck you right in So yeah. documentaries That have been like that for me King of Kong which is oh, about I a remember. guy I remember. Who gets, uh, gets obsessed with beating the high score on Donkey Kong, and that is fascinating. And then there's kind of a side one called Chasing Ghosts, which is about uh, Pac-Man. Uh, it's about an arcade. <laughs> it's about an arcade in Ottumwa, Iowa, which is also famous as the hometown of Radar on Mash. Oh. But but the the arcade that kept all the high scores for everybody was there. And then oh. there's another one called Rock a Fire Explosion. I remember that one too. That which, was really good. Which was all about the animatronic band from Showbiz Pizza Place, which was like a precursor to Chuck E. Cheese. That was the first documentary I watched with you. Really? Yeah. And I was and like, you married me anyway. I know. I was like, what is happening right now? I was like, hey, let's watch a documentary about an animatronic pizza parlor band. And then by the end, I was like, I'm in love. Yeah. Was... With Rock of Fire Explosion. And you. Oh. <laughs> well, the. It's because I love you more. The. the no. But the the main uh, the the main singer in that uh, band is a big fat furry bear. So <laughs> you're so cute. So I'm like a short furry bear type creature. 
I'm like Winnie the Pooh. You're so funny. Red shirt. <laughs> pantless. <laughs> but you don't like honey. <laughs> Looking for your honey pot. <laughs> oh, Tom. What? <laughs> Tom Winnie the Pooh. Uh-huh. I'm more like Eeyore. <laughs> Why? Because you can't find your tail? Yeah, fluffy. <laughs> Looking for tail. Oh, no. What? <laughs> I don't know if we're picking up Brian's I laugh. I feel like we need to explain. I know. My, my, uh, my youngest son is in here playing on his switch and giggling at my inappropriate humor. I don't have a sensor button in case you can't tell. So Kids learn about things early around here. <laughs> yeah this will probably be used against me in a court of law yeah so um well let's moving see. right along yeah we should so last week we talked about 20 minute rides we did that they're adding a bunch mm-hmm. due to popular demand and right and you and i had a private conversation that we posted on itunes where <laughs> we basically were like well how do they know Right. How do the, how do how they, they ne- calculate a negative? How, what is the what is the metric, the algorithm? What is the magic juju that they do? That's J U J U. I don't want to offend anybody. No, you yeah. shouldn't. Uh, uh, that they do to determine that there aren't enough twenty minute rides. Correct. And you had a numbers fairy. Reach out to you Mm -hmm. And I mean an actual Like pixie Again (laughs) Not looking to offend anyone No And uh Wings and all Yeah totally Little like magic dust Yep Yeah And There was even a magic wand But it was tiny So it was hard to see Yeah Well it was cold So uh He and or she Because we will not Reveal anything That could indicate Who this person is Who this person could be Mm -hmm. So he and or she Had some interesting Numbers, yes, that they have surmised. Correct. This person uh, contacted me, and turns out they have some stats, and they said that thirty-minute rides outperform longer rides by forty to fifty percent. I mean, wrap your head around that. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. I it's would, absolutely I, insane. I would not have thought that. Mm-mm. No. I would not have guessed that. Yeah. And I would also not have guessed. Okay, so part of that argument, if you remember, not you and I arguing, but the fact that people were upset about it was that they wanted to ride those longer rides also live. That was part of the the concern as well. Right. Get this. 80% of all rides taken across Peloton on demand. So there you go. Yeah. So... I understand that everybody's happy with the changes, and I got news for you. Nobody's ever going to always be happy right. with all the changes. There. They cannot make all 150,000 people happy. And so. those people are the most vocal yes. on social media. Yes. Those are the most. Pa- I think the people that take the live rides are also probably your most passionate users. I, I would definitely and, agree. And I don't say that to take away from the on-demand rides. No. You use the bike in the way that it works for you. That's yeah. what it was designed to do. Yeah, I'm on-demand and live. I mean, yeah. I don't get to take live nearly as much as I would like. But I, I do think the people that, that are taking the on-demand rides are probably like the super passionate people yeah. that are more likely to go, to go to Facebook and voice their dissatisfaction. Now, when I worked in radio, it was before the advent of social media. And so you had the request line, right? And that's what that was right. the extent of social media. And there was a saying in radio which said, never trust the phones. Don't believe the phones. So I worked at an alternative rock station in the... 
in the mid to late 90s. And when I sat there and answered the request line, it was like, play corn, play Manson, play Limp Bizkit, play corn, play Manson, play Tool, play Limp Bizkit. It was just that over and over again. I mean, you would have thought they were the biggest bands in the world. And at the time... Like, if they came to town, they would maybe sell out a thousand-seat room. Whoa. And so, but their fans were the most passionate. Their fans felt like the our favorite band doesn't get played on the radio enough. And so, they were constantly just barraging us with phone calls. When, at the same time, the biggest hits in the genre, if you tr- did the auditorium test, the things people wanted to hear were really going to be, like, Matchbox 20, Marcy Playground. Like, that was, you know, Goo Goo Dolls. Like, those were the, the hits. And so I think this is kind of a version of that. The people that are the most upset are going to social media. The people that are the most passionate about the brand are going to social media. But the people that, you know, most people just get in their car and they want to hear Marcy Playground. Absolutely. 20 years ago. Right. And most people just want to ride their bike. They don't they don't want all this. They just want to take their on demand ride. That's why they got the bike. So they're not at the mercy of a live class. Right. So 80 percent. 80%. 80%. That's, That's crazy. It's huge. It's much higher than I would have thought. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, just a little side note, there's a couple other statistics that I was given to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was given to me by this person. Total number of rides taken between July and August increased by 30%. Wow. Yeah. And and we should probably say this did not come from inside Peloton. Correct. And it was all obtained legally. Like yes. nobody hacked their system. No, no. Like nothing like that's going nothing, on. Nothing like... Nothing Nothing bad happened Nothing nefarious took place No For us to have this data Yes Nobody breached an NDA Nobody Nope You know Didn't take their job Serious None of that is going on So And that's why we're also Kind of being coy about Yeah I would not want this person To get inundated with questions Correct So Also Fascinating Regardless of instructor And theme Shorter rides Always the top rides Always the top rides Interesting Yeah so just some fascinating things. Now, here's here's our debate that I think we're going to get into. First of all, I have to congratulate Laura Pugregard. She hit 3,000 rides this week. She is the first person. In a, in a row, we should point out. <laughs> she has not stopped riding the bike for six months. Just day in, day out. She just rides. She's like she's, a slave. She's a shell of a human being. She's shackled to a Peloton. No. 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 Laura was so excited, and she should be. That is quite an Absolutely. accomplishment. She is the first person to hit 3,000 rides at Peloton, on a Peloton bike. Right. It's a, an amazing accomplishment. It is. And so it came up this week. It started last week or two weeks ago when she started, when she hit her two, 2,900th ride. 2,900th ride. 2,900th ride. Yes. That's another way to say it. Yeah. Well, when she hit that ride, about five minutes after I saw that post, I then saw another post from another person who announced that they had hit their 2,800th ride. Now, Stop the, the presses. Right. Well, the remarkable thing about this is that in 2,800 rides, I've never seen this person's name. He hasn't it's, had time. He's been riding. <laughs> yeah, there's not been one post. He hasn't posted anything. And so everybody was, was taken aback. Like, do, what's been going on? Yeah. So They made the Scooby-Doo noise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's blue. You're thinking of blue. Oh, I was. I, I, that's blue. Okay. So. Okay, Tom. Sorry. It wasn't me. It was blue. You tell blue to rein it in. I try, but you know it's a female dog. Oh my god. <laughs> Let me 
doing to this child? Okay, so anyway, it, it began a discussion, a discussion about a lot of things. What counts? Yes. That's what it comes down to. It does. What counts? Some people, some people did some investigation, you know, and, and as it turns out, this guy's been doing this for a year. Mm-hmm. And um, now I, I want to say that riding 2,800 rides, regardless of the length of the ride, is amazing. Right. We're, we are not trying to take away from the fact like this isn't I, I, I don't feel like this is a guy who isn't truly utilizing his no. bike and that he's he's gaming the system or anything like that. Yeah. But it's but it sounds like there's a lot of shorter rides mixed in. Yeah. It, um, from what I understand, I, I was not the person who looked at the statistics, but um, from what I understand, th- about 50 percent of his rides are Around five or ten minutes Do we know proportionally How many of Laura Pug's rides Are in that I don't have range? a percentage uh, I was told Very few Gotcha Barely any Okay Now I know she has like 30 minute rides In there And, and so does this guy uh, and, and this guy Is Bennett Khan I, yeah, I feel I, credit I didn't I, mean to not give him credit yeah. I was saying Laura's name And, and <clears> if he <throat> happens to be listening Like we're not bagging on you No We're, we're, no. we're honestly We're having We were having a conversation This morning About well geez This guy right the bike tons that's, that's hours and hours at a time so yeah. my hat's off to you sir right that's a, that's a very real thing like this isn't like the creepy no name guy no. that had a bunch of like phantom rides and, and they like, were all 5k jewels like yeah that's yeah not like, yeah, yeah that, that this is not what we got going on here like, no. and so it just it, it sparked a conversation between you and i about like what when you're calculating ride count i mean you know, the bike just tells you you took a ride or you didn't. It doesn't weight them. It doesn't weight a 60-minute ride as, right. you know, greater, as twice as good. I'm making air quotes. You right. can't tell because right. it's a podcast. But it's twice as good as a 30-minute ride or six times as good as a 10-minute ride. So so it's there's a little bit of an apples to oranges thing here. And, and so and we're not trying to replicate the, the ride shaming thing we had going on. No, with, there with yeah. somebody on on the OPP page a while back. Yeah, like where like he Bennett Khan. I was just caught off guard by the fact that Emma Lovewell sounds like a Bond girl. Bennett Khan sounds like a Bond villain. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I don't mean he's a villain. It's just no, the name. That's a name. Got, it's a it's great got name. a very like it's got a ring to it. Bennett Khan. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he is absolutely right in the bike. Like we're not trying to take away from that. It's just when the bike when people start kind of. Keeping score about how many rides they've taken There is some apples to oranges going on Between somebody that took 30 and 60 minute rides And somebody that has a good chunk of 10 minute rides Mixed in Yeah and and I also want to mention That Bennett Kahn did 2,800 rides Since last year Since October of 2016 I mean and, and Laura Pug She definitely rode more long rides But she's also had her bike a lot longer Sure So Both of them have have great benefits. They're huge accomplishments, no matter what. Right. So I we want to make that clear because this is not this conversation is not about that. This conversation is first to celebrate. Wow. Laura Pug hit 3000 rides. That's first and foremost. And second of all. So it's interesting that both these people did this. And and so, you know. You don't want to you also don't want someone to kind of come out of the blue and unseat this person who's she's been doing this for a long time. She's been ahead of everybody else by a long shot. And so at some point, does that take away her? Like, does that 
inadvertently. I'm right. not saying Bennett Cott set out. Bennett yeah, Cott set out that, to do that. I don't think that he was like, "I'll show her." Yeah, yeah. I, I don't either. And and the and the other thing to keep in mind too is that ten minute rides for some people that's what works for them. And yeah, and ultimately you should use the bike the way that. That it works for you Absolutely And so there's nothing wrong With with that Or with how He's using the bike Correct um, But I almost wonder If perhaps They need a new metric I mean You know I know this isn't A leaderboard thing But they give you a leaderboard So there is a built-in Kind of level of competition For a lot of people So it's not crazy That people would be like Yay, I did this And then somebody else Is coming on their heels And they're saying But wait, that's apples and oranges And so I almost think that Maybe they need a new metric That like maybe they should take Like uh, time ridden Real time Like number of hours And minutes ridden Times the miles You've ridden Right Divided by the number of rides you've taken And that way Because the other thing too is like You know if somebody takes a 60 minute ride But they only go a mile and a half And somebody can go five miles in 10 minutes Yeah again huge difference Yeah so it's like So you know so just raw number of rides At the end of the day Isn't really all that good of a metric No it's not and so just something For you know to throw out there for Peloton To consider and uh, I'm sure there Will be some other people talking about on the leaderboard Congrats again to, to Laura that was huge accomplishment And, and, con- congrats, and congrats to Bennett Well now we don't usually give Out call outs for milestones I think 3000 is a little bit of a difference Just a uh, smidge but the reason I wasn't Saying congrats to him is because as of this morning He had 2942 That lazy bastard so my, my <laughs> Thinking is before this episode before The next episode airs before we record The next episode I think he will have hit 3,000 rides I think that's safe to say And I was planning to give him a congrats then And I ruined it you did I ru- well You know but here's the thing I also I Don't want it if he does listen to Feel like we were playing favorites Absolutely or that if we get if We give him the congratulations on the next one that it was Some sort of mea culpa that We were like oh and congratulations to him No I, I don't want that either But uh, just something to consider and no matter matter what it's still let me do the math carry the one three thousand more rides than i've taken <laughs> of any length yes of any length whatsoever they could be three thousand one minute rides I was gonna say, maybe you could maybe you could make that a goal three thousand five minute rides maybe you could do that no he's I'll, looking yeah. at me like that's not gonna happen right on that next up i'm gonna talk about the puerto rico ride so we're not gonna do we don't have to talk about it in spanish do we no okay good because no. i would not understand we failed that test when we went to mexico so yes. we're not gonna try that i'm now. like after hola yeah you're out i'm out you can find the bathroom yeah donde donde uh, esta el baño Ban- Ban- well, I'm American, so okay. banyo. So, but, uh, but if the answer doesn't involve pointing, you're going to need a mop. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about the Puerto Rico ride. So everybody, Peloton had a had a benefit ride for the first hurricane. I don't even know their names anymore. Uh, how, how terrible Harvey. is that? Okay, Hurricane Harvey and then Hurricane Irma. Right, because they're alphabetical. Right. So I remembered those. I mean, I remembered Irma, not Harvey. And 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 Peloton was nice enough to do one mile, one mile per ride ridden in a given ride. Peloton has not offered to do a, a ride for Puerto Rico, which I get. They are not a donation center. Like they cannot just sit there and dole out the cash any yeah, old time. That that takes a hit to the budget. And when when you get three back to back to back like that, ouch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so. My Michael Klein uh, came up with an idea. He was like, you know, 
instead of keep going to Peloton with our hands out, how about we organize our own ride, which I thought was a great idea. So I'm super excited to announce that this Saturday, October 7th, during the Jessica King's Ride of Shame, that's 1145 Eastern, 845 Pacific, we're going to do our first Peloton-based ride where we take $1 per mile that we ride and we go to this GoFundMe page, which will be posted at Facebook.com slash the clip out. You could do more than a dollar if you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can donate as much as you want. Heck, you can donate and not ride. We're not we're not picky, but um but we are asking that you ride and put your own money in because not everybody has more than a dollar a ride to ride. So, you know, Please give what you can because you probably gave. I'm using the royal you. You yeah. probably gave to the other her. So I mean, you're probably you probably tapped, tapped out, out on so, donations too. But whatever you can do, and yeah. this is a great name, by the way. Whoever came up with it, the PR for PR. Yeah, that was Michael Klein. That's a great name. I'm yeah. a marketing guy. That's a great name. I know a great name. I came up with the clip out. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's the thing. Uh, when Peloton did the ride, we could only do whoever rode live here. For this ride, it doesn't matter if you're live or on demand, you can still donate. So whatever time works for you, if you if you can ride live, please do. That would be amazing. Change your location to PR for PR, as Tom said. Awesome name. And then uh, go to the GoFundMe page and please, please, please make a donation. And we will post that uh, link to the GoFundMe page on our Facebook page so you don't have to Go find it. You can find the link at our on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the clip out. Correct. So uh, there's a new group. There is. That you're digging on. I am. I have a lot of love for this group. People could probably not have missed the horrible tragedy that occurred in Las Vegas over the weekend. Yes. It was absolutely terrible, uh, as so many of these senseless shootings are. Every one of them are terrible. And so there was a person on Tuesday morning, and her name is Gina, Gina Mitchell, and she was feeling really bad, depressed, not wanting to do anything. And she decided, you know, instead of feeling like crap and just sitting here feeling sorry for myself, I'd like to do something nice for others. So that inspired her to start the Peloton Random Acts of Kindness group. And it's very simple. You just go do something nice for somebody, anybody, and then post about it on the page. That's it. And she has posted ideas to get you started. She has. Uh, there was somebody I saw. I cannot remember the name. I apologize. Somebody, it might have been Gina, sent a gift card uh, through Facebook. They just random. Like, you can send money through Messenger. Right. And you just, she just sent $15 to a person who was having a bad day just because somebody, and again, it might have been Gina, paid for somebody's Starbucks order behind them. People have just been doing nice things like that. And I thought, you know, especially when I see such horrible, crabby things written on the OPP, which used to be a place that I always found humor and joy and now has turned into a quagmire of bitchiness, quite honestly. Uh, It's so nice to see this wonderful group pop up. And so I encourage everyone to join this group and pay it forward. Do something nice for somebody unexpectedly. Awesome. Thank you for starting it, Gina. I just wanted to mention that the leaderboard logic still not fixed. It's still in progress. And I've been mentioning the 415 tribe, so I wanted to give a little shout out to the 435 tribe, the Mother Cluckers. (laughs) They ride, too, and it's affecting them, too. And so I have not been purposely ignoring them. And I, I feel bad for them. So just mentioning, keep hanging in there and... 
If you guys do see that it gets fixed, please let us know. And there's a new feature. Uh oh, a new feature. I am so excited about this new feature. Just dropped today. So everybody will be hearing about it tomorrow. The long awaited sexy people filter. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not that one. No filter. It is so cool. You can view the class playlist now. You can see exactly what songs are in a ride. How about that? Every ride. But like before they happen? So you know what's coming up? Does that ruin it for you? It it says this feature will display on all rides beginning September 25th. It says playlist will not show for live DJ rides. So I do think it's before. I do think it's before. So does that ruin the magic for no. you? You like the suspense? Well, I don't, you don't have, I, I can't verify that it is before, number one. And number two, even if it was, I probably wouldn't look at it. It's not that big of a deal to me. I like to go in and be surprised and if I hear a song that I like, that's a great feature to go back and look. Right. But it is not something that like I have to know what the songs are. But I know some people they really are not sure that they want to take this kind of ride or this kind of music, so it'll be oh, really helpful true. for them to I didn't think about that. It's almost kinda of like a cussing filter in a way too, to yeah. where if like you don't have the filter on because you're not that worked up, but you're like, Oh, how crazy is this ride like, gonna be? You know how some people like really dig on Dave Matthews band? Yeah. I hate Dave Matthews band, so like if I saw that playing, I would just be like, Oh, next Tried. Moving right along Yeah Yeah I mean I'd probably Still listen if it was An instructor I was really in the mood to, to be around that day But yeah That could be That could be the only Artist that I can think of That I would be like Neh. Tiny Tim I don't know what that is So Tiptoe through the tulips I don't know what that is either Okay If you heard it You'd be like Add him to the list <laughs> Well, you know my music taste, yeah. so I'm going to go ahead and trust you on that. So I'm very excited for this, and uh, supposedly it's already out there. So enjoy. I thought they were going to have like a Snapchat filter where you could make yourself look like a bunny while you rode the bike. Oh, that'd be so cute. But you don't see yourself while you're riding the bike. Oh, okay. You can make, make Jen- the instructor look you can like make a- Jen Sherman look like a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> she, she would be even cuter than she is. <laughs> I hope you're listening to German <laughs> With your little rabbit nose <laughs> Okay, I'm done with the news Okay Here's some new tips from the training center So, a big, uh, we have a big interview today We do On the skype phone with us is the latest instructor extraordinaire for Peloton Emma Lovewell. Hello, Emma. Hi. Thanks for that nice introduction. We are so <laughs> excited to have you on the show. So I have oh, to ask. You. I have to ask you when when my wife told me the name of the new instructor. <laughs> I'm just curious if you get this joke a lot. I was like, she sounds yeah. like a Bond girl. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, some people are like, "Ooh, did you? Is this your stage name? Did you make it up?" And I was like, "I wish I could have thought of that, but no. I was just born." With this name <laughs> It's a whole family of love wells Oh yeah Yeah It's true There's not that many of us either Yeah I've never I don't know that I've ever heard the name before No I haven't either Yeah But it sounds yeah, great know, It's Yeah it's. I think my You know it goes back I think my family Somewhere in the lineage Somebody changed it to love well I think it used to be Like Lavelle or, or something Oh okay There was like too many Lavelles So they um, decided to make it love well that's that's what I've been told. Okay, so if yeah. if I might be so bold, what what is that? Like, what is it? Lineage, you mean? Yeah, so, yeah, it is English. My, I'm actually um, a daughter of the Revolution. I my Look ancestors 
concerts came over on the Mayflower. Whoa. And yeah, totally. And um, on my dad's side, and then my mom is from Taiwan. So my both of my sides of the family have very interesting history, and they're both pretty good about tracking it so it's kind of interesting that's that's probably a longer conversation <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because it's like as, as a parent when you when you when you said the origin of both lineages my first thought was your college scholarship choices must have been ridiculously good <laughs> You know, maybe I don't know if I looked at it that way. I should have. I should have done more research. I guess. Well, I don't. I don't know many college age people that think about it yeah. like that. So that's true. I'm like you were checking boxes left and right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. And and for a while, I remember being a kid, and it was like you know, pick which race you are, and they only allowed you to pick one. And I used to have like this existential crisis in those moments. Yeah, I bet. I just don't know what to do. And now you can pick multiple boxes, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good yeah. good change. Hey, the government yep. figured out a good change. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So before Peloton, pre-Peloton, mm-hmm. if you can go all the way back to like six weeks ago or whatever, <laughs> uh, what, like what did you do leading up to Peloton? So uh, let's see. I was a professional dancer, so I guess I'll start there. I graduated from college. I went to UMass Amherst and I started studied Chinese and dance and communications. And I moved to New York to pursue dance. And so I did, you know, TV film. Uh, I was a backup dancer for different artists and performers. And actually with um, Cody and I used to dance backup dance together eight years ago, seven years ago or something like that. We met because we were both dancers in the industry. So Um, for anyone, for anyone, did you dance for anyone that we would know? Name drop. Name drop for us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, my biggest, like my, I think my biggest accomplish is um, I got to open for. I mean, I, I performed with the Rolling Stones, so that was that's pretty cool, like, pretty epic. There were you know twenty or so thousand people in the audience. It was at the Prudential in New Jersey. It was their like fiftieth, you know, anniversary show, right. And um, we did the opening number. There was like 20 dancers. We all had masks and we had drumsticks and we were all like drumming and came out through the audience and then met them up on stage and did this whole opening number. And that was just like so just, you know, seeing those guys. And then we got to watch the rest of the show from like right in the pit. And it was just like phenomenal. I can't, I mean, you can imagine just the energy. Absolutely. And the, it was just, it was huge. So what song, uh-huh. what song did you come out to? What song did you dance to? It would, you know what? I can't even tell you because it was like some musical instrumental. Gotcha. Big oh, thing yeah. that I don't even think is one of their songs. You know, right. it was like, it's like an, it was like an intro number, not them performing yeah. a song. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so like an intro number. I have, I have a question because so when Tom and I talked about you joining the Peloton team, we were I was telling Tom because I took I took your intro class because I was so excited for the new instructor Mm -hmm. and um, and I was telling him how you blew me away because you were not you didn't act like you were nervous at all like you you had this confidence (laughs) like you were just like oh I I do this I'm I'm on the Peloton bike with all you people staring at me and and so that made but that made me wonder because when we were talking about um, you know the Rolling Stones were so were you nervous then or was it just like 
you know, you were up on stage and you were just part of it, but they were kind of the focus. So it wasn't as nerve wracking, like, or was it terrifying? (laughs) So I guess my best answer is the way that I knew that I should be a dancer was when I was a kid, you know, my dad's a musician. I grew up playing the piano. I studied piano for nine years. I sang, I, you know, I did all the performing arts and anytime I'd go and have a piano recital, I was so, so, so nervous and I would shake and my hands would be shaking. I didn't want to do it. I hated it. Anytime I had to sing on stage, I hated it. I hate, I was just so, so nervous. I like couldn't, you know, get the nerves out. But then anytime I had to dance on stage, it was just like a different feeling. Like I was nervous, but it was like such a way more like confident feeling I had than any other type of performance. And then I was like, oh, this this feels right. This feels good. Like, I don't want to play the piano and sing anymore. (laughs) Like I need to just do dancing. So there's this kind of like, yeah, you have these nerves, but it's like excitement and it's different. You know, I don't know. It's like a good, it's a good nerves. Well, you know, when you you talk about (laughs) you were shaking, it sounds like the dancing lets you kind of, you have nervous energy that requires movement and Mm dance and you can funnel it end of the dancing as opposed to just like it's hard to shake and play the piano yeah exactly exactly and then that's why i think you know cycling indoor cycling um really resonated with me because i kind of got that same like my body's moving to the music and that feels very natural to me and i love music so and performing so it's it's like kind of all of that in one and i think that's why i like took to it so how so did easily. how did you make that leap from from being a dancer to um for, to uh being a spin instructor like where did that transition yeah i guess i just you know i taught dance so i was instructing dance and i just started getting more into fitness i had friends that were teaching indoor cycling and so they would invite me to their classes and i just kind of fell in love with it and i was like maybe maybe i want to do this you know maybe i should so i i um i worked at soul cycle for a few years years. And that's kind of how I got into that. And then I was teaching Pilates as well, which went really well with dance and just knowing anatomy and, you know, fitness overall. And, you know, did my personal training certification. And just from there, I just got involved in all things fitness. And there's no turning back. (laughs) (laughs) And how how aware of you were were you of Peloton before before you joined? Yeah, so it's actually funny. In 2012, even before I worked at SoulCycle, I um, got hired by Peloton to model for them. <laughs> so it's so, yeah, super funny. You can probably find the commercial somewhere. It was like their very first ever commercial. <laughs> and I get on set and... John Foley, Jill, they're just there, you know, like chatting with me. They were just so friendly and it was such a fun day. And so I I play like a rider in the commercial where I'm like at home and it's raining and I'm like, I want to go take a spin class, but I don't want to go outside. And then it's like, oh, well then, and then the Jill is like my girlfriend. And so we (laughs) decide to like take a class together. And um, it was so funny. So then that's how I first heard about Peloton. And I was like, oh, this is cool, you know? And then kind of just kept following them and their progress like throughout, you know, since then and like stay, you know, John and Jill and I all became friends on Facebook. So I would see any new articles that came out about them or updates. And yeah, so I knew, yeah, I knew about them since like 2012. 
That's awesome. And yeah, it's, so it's very full circle. <laughs> it sounds like yeah. it, yeah. And you just yeah. never know when those connections or things that you do are going to come back around in life. It's, exactly, it's exactly. So cool. We'll have to see if we can find this commercial on yeah. YouTube or something. <laughs> I, like, it's, oh, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely on there somewhere. The way you were describing it, I was expecting like a Peloton bike to come bursting through the wall like Kool Aid Man. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, I fixed exactly. your spin Honestly. problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. how how long did it take? Like did they so when they when they were looking for new instructors, did they did they just like, you know, post a help wanted ad on Craigslist? Did they reach out to people? Like like how how did that work? Is was that like is there like a secret spin instructor board that they post yeah, right. on or, or did or did they already know you and they were like, hey, we're thinking about this. You should come in and talk to us. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, I think for everybody, it's a different situation. There's different scenarios. Some, you know, but um, for me, I had actually left SoulCycle and moved to California and I just wanted to change of scenery, moved out to California. I was actually working as a personal trainer at Facebook headquarters in Palo Alto. And my brother lives out there. And, um, was loving California. And then I, you know, I just reached out to Peloton. I reached out to John and Peloton and just to see, you know, what the options were and came into audition and had a few meetings and, and that was that. But I, I think it's kind of different for every person, you know, I don't, I don't know like the standard, how, how, how it normally goes, but I don't think there's anything normal about I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, everything's so uh, you know up and up and coming. It's just kind of they go with the flow of whatever works for that situation. So that makes sense. Yeah. So so how long did the process take you from beginning to end to like first conversation or submitted a resume or whatever whatever you need to do to I'm on a bike talking to people. Oh yeah, I mean. A few months, I guess. I I, I can't, I don't remember exactly, but I was traveling a lot at the time too. And my, you know, my family's in Massachusetts. So I was at, I was home for a while. And then I think it took a few months. Yeah. Are you excited to be back in New York? I am. I am really excited. I think, you know, I think part of me always wanted to try living out on the West Coast. And there was this part of me that was like, I have to do it at some point in my life. And I did. And it is so beautiful. And I do have a lot of family out there that I love, but also like my friends and my whole network is here on the East Coast. So there is this part of me that was like, oh, man, like I'm really starting over again. And I, I missed just the the network and the, the friends that I had here. So it feels good to be back And it's kind of like I never left But <laughs> I guess I say that I just like summer Or I, I wintered in California <laughs> <laughs> Well I mean that's a good way to do it So <laughs> Yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. So uh, without revealing anything proprietary We're not trying to get you in trouble Like yeah. was, was there a special Was there a special process or training That they that they had you do before You started officially teaching classes Or were they like no you've been doing it You've got a thing and we like the thing And just go do your thing <laughs> Oh, no, Uh, we they obviously Peloton is very, you know, even though all the instructors are very different, we all want to follow the similar guidelines so that when as a rider, you can take anybody's class and you know, you're going to get the same like kind of workout, you know, it's going to be a good workout, you're going to hit these cadences and these resistances. And like, you want to make sure that we're all kind of speaking the same language and, you know, on the same page. So there was definitely a process, which was 
awesome. You know, I worked closely with Robin and Christine and the whole team to just really like hone in my skills and get me ready to be on that bike. That's awesome. And and yeah. what's it like being a new instructor at Peloton? It's cool. I mean, it's really exciting to work alongside all of these really talented instructors and talented people throughout the company even, you know, no matter what department, I feel like everyone's just really smart and motivated and it's very it's just, I don't know, exciting, I guess is the word that I keep coming back to just to be working alongside these people and, and seeing like where this company is going and the energy, like the amount of energy that just goes into all of it, all every class, every day. You know, I think as a, as a home writer, I feel like we can feel that energy. I think that's part of what makes Peloton special. You, you can feel that everybody's excited. The, the other writers are excited. The instructors are sure. excited. Everybody's excited. There's an intangible yeah. quality to it that like you can't really nail down but like when you said energy I was sitting here in my head saying as someone who doesn't even ride the bike like <laughs> there's an energy coming out of that thing like I oh yeah I we used to work in radio and and they've I wore it to work for a classic rock station which was like an upstart classic rock station going up against the heritage station and at some point like that thing took off like a rocket and uh-huh. there was just an energy in the building where you were like this staff can do no wrong like we are just and <laughs> Zone. And like that's for real like watching Peloton yeah. reminds me of my time at that radio station when it was just like we were taking down big dogs left and right and nobody thought we could do it and they were just like where did where did this come from because no one had ever thought it could be done and so yeah uh, you know that's what it reminds me of. Were you worth. you were on air on the radio station? Yeah, I did. Um, I did middays, and I was the promotions director. I came up with silly. I was going to say you have a very good radio oh, voice. Yeah. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. This makes so much sense now. <laughs> yeah, this is my attempt to still be on the radio without being on the uh-huh. radio because what I do now pays better. Yeah, so I'll take that. Yeah. yeah, I came up with exciting promotions for my radio station, like. Firehouse at your house That's right If you win the grand prize Firehouse will come to your home And perform acoustic That is a real Honest to God promotion I came up with So 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 you're a new instructor I guess the question I had Is there Was there hazing? I I heard Jen Sherman Tried to sell you An elevator pass True or false? <laughs> um, no, no hazing yet. Anyway, that I um, everyone has been so supportive and so helpful and the instructors are just so lovely like everyone, you know, everyone's busy. Everyone has like a million things going on and they're all just killing it. So it's like just inspiring to to be around them and have them like cheer me on, you know, and we try to show up for each other as much as possible, whether that's taking each other's classes or if, you know, we need to sub classes or help each other out. You know, it definitely feels like a team, which is very, very nice. Well, that's I, awesome. Yeah. I was going to be yeah. like, there's, this is, this is the hazing. There's no Peloton podcast. Come on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very elaborate yeah. prank. <laughs> well, what do you think of the community so far? Oh, it's awesome. I mean, it's very, there's so many people, which is so overwhelming at times. But I think lately I've uh, just started to notice some like repeat leaderboard names when I teach, which is really comforting. And I just like smile when I'm like, oh, I've seen that name before. That makes me so happy that they're 
but I recognize somebody, you know, even if it's just a name on the leaderboard, but feeling it's that community, you know, it's that knowing that like your people are showing up for you kind of thing that, that does feel really good. And I, you know, I have some riders and friends who are in New York who come to my classes as much as possible. And so that's awesome to have them there live. But even just on the leaderboard, seeing familiar names is, is also super good, it, good vibes. Well, it means, <laughs> it means people are coming back to take your class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're developing your own crazy, following. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, you, I, yeah. I, I have only been able to take one of your classes, uh, but, mm-hmm. but I thought you had such a great energy and you were so encouraged. And uh, I think people really will respond to that. They are responding to that. So um, you're doing a great job. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. So uh, do you have a a certain training philosophy that you tend to follow or what's that like? Um, For me, it's just mixing it up as much as possible. I and, and that means like either just like constantly trying something new, whether that's like a new type of class. Maybe it's like a 90s class or EDM class or like a big and brassy class. Or, or or it's like going in for a run or go do like 10 minute abs or whatever, just constantly changing it up. For me, that works because I don't ever want to get bored and I don't ever want to get comfortable. You know, it's just constantly kind of like shocking your body and just always being like open minded and willing to try new things. And as an athlete, you get to notice how your body can adjust and acclimate to these different like conditions that you put it under. And so it's cool. You know, if I ever have a friend that's like, I'm teaching some weird new dance class, like come try it out. I'm like, sure, I'll be there. You know, so I I (laughs) And just try to just constantly like mix it up and and have fun. Definitely have fun. That's good. Do you do you anticipate that from an instructor standpoint of kind of mixing things up? Do you anticipate ever adding any heart rate training into your classes? Well, I'm not. um, Anything's a possibility, honestly. So it's kind of just depends where Peloton goes and they're obviously innovating constantly and and they're never staying the same, you know, so wherever I'm open to it, you know, I'm not going to say yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. (laughs) Anything's up any, yeah, any, I'm, I'm open to it. You know, if, if I, I would, you know, have to focus on training and that and, but I'm open to it. And I think we're just going to keep evolving as a company. And personally, I will keep evolving as an instructor as well. Yeah. And I would assume that's the same kind of answer that you would probably give for like beyond the ride content or, you know, having your own after, you know, like doing the ab videos, you know, you instructing it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know I I will be, you know, teaching beyond the ride. I don't, I I don't know exactly, you know, I can't tell you exactly which content yet, but that will be, you know, and also coming from a Pilates background, like I hope to be able to kind of incorporate that into, you know, whatever it is that I end up doing. I would love that. I I used to do Pilates all the time. And now that I have the Peloton, I tend to not go to the gym. And so that would be so cool to have Pilates. as Yeah, beyond the ride. yeah totally. Yeah. So uh, we have... Uh we have some questions from listeners. Believe it or not, we have listeners. And uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, people subject themselves to this weekly. And uh, okay, so can we, uh, we're going to pepper you with some of their questions, if that's okay. 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 Great. So uh, Crystal will help me if I get the name wrong or mispronounce it. Yeah. So uh, Jessica Macari. Perfect. Uh, is, wants us to ask you about your Break dancing background. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. Um, let's see. So I was I started dancing when I was 
like 12 years old, I think. I'm originally from Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, small island. There's not a lot there, but I remember uh, I was like 12 and reading in the newspaper, a woman was coming to the island to teach a hip hop dance class. And I was like the first person to sign up. I was just like, I'm so there. And I was like the first person to walk in there. And I just like fell in love with hip hop dance, Um, dance all through high school. Also, played soccer and lacrosse and was very active. And then when I got to college, I went to UMass Amherst in Western Massachusetts. And there was surprisingly no hip hop dance in Western Massachusetts. (laughs) Shocking. Um, The hell you say. I know. It's (laughs) shocking. Um, So I started teaching hip hop dance at a gym. And then I found a breakdancing crew at my university and they were called um, the origins of funk. (laughs) And so I went and met with them and started practicing with them. And I just like totally fell in love with all things hip hop, like hip hop culture. I even, I remember at the time I was taking this class where I got to pick a history project and I did the history of hip hop. And so I just totally just dove right in and all things. It was so fun. Like those guys were so talented and we would, we would practice, like we would find these, you know, lobbies of different buildings that we would practice in. Sometimes we'd get kicked out and have to go somewhere else. And we (laughs) would do, we would compete in like battles and stuff too. Is there a reason you would practice in lobbies? Just, you needed like a big open space where that was like free. (laughs) Gotcha. I was just trying to figure out if there was something about like the floors were slicker or, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like cement. So it was like, just, it was, I mean, the reason why I eventually kind of slowed down from doing it was just I was getting hurt too much. I just had like bruises everywhere. And I mean, when I was like 18 to 21 or however old I was in college, um, it was a lot easier to like fall a bunch of times and just get back up. Yeah, Um, but it was it was so fun. And, you know, we had we made t-shirts and we I remember we went to a battle at NYU. So we like traveled to New York City for this like collegiate battle. And um, we, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't. We did not do like that great, but we competed. And, <laughs> like it sounds like uh, pitch perfect. That's but exactly for, what I was saying. Break dancing. No, no, no. It, it basically was just like that. <laughs> I think we just invented a spinoff franchise. Yeah, we need to train. Totally. Didn't that. they do that and like yeah. step it up or something? Step it up. So step up. I was actually in Step Up 3D. I was in the Step Up 3D movie. Awesome. So, yeah, I was like one of the backup dancers. One of like thousands of, of backup dancers. In that movie, but um, no, that was that was like my break dancing, you know. And then it was funny because I moved to New York to pursue a dance career, and there were so many things where people, you know, auditions where people were like, "Do you know how to break dance?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like a little bit, you know, kinda." And so <laughs> it actually ended up helping me out a lot in in different auditions. I could just like pull out some weird dance move or handstand or something, and then uh, it, no, it's it's cool. It's it's a great culture. That's cool. That's so yeah. we, so when you get so, your own uh, clothing line at the boutique, we can expect like some parachute pants. Or... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, yeah, knee pads and uh, elbow pads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, um, yeah. we have a, another question from Stacy Kaplan. She would like to know, like from your perspective, 
what is the instructor bike like and the studio? Cool. Yeah, I think as an instructor, you're like the ultimate multitasker. Like you have to be so many things up there. You're a DJ, you're a host, you're a fitness expert, you're a performer, you're an athlete, you're looking at the leaderboard, you're looking at your playlist, you're looking at all four different cameras that we have, you're looking at the people who are in the room. So it's a lot, but like, that's, you know, it it requires multitasking, you have to be able to think about eight things all at one time. And that that's what I think makes us like a it's a unique skill set for sure. (laughs) Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Do you feel like that's it's it's very exciting. It's like so, so much adrenaline up there. And, you know, that's probably you notice in my premiere ride. I just had so much adrenaline. I was like 70 resistance. Go like just going nuts because just the adrenaline (laughs) takes over and I just start saying crazy numbers. (laughs) I, I did notice that my knees were a little sore the next day I might have I might have got all amped up with you there <laughs> it happens it happens <laughs> so do you feel like all the multitasking has become second nature yet or are you still kind of getting acclimated yeah no it's definitely um, I'm used to having to multitask I think being a dancer and a lot of the instructors at Peloton are dancers I think you dancers make Dancers are great people. I think they just are good workers. They have good work ethic. They're like, you know, take criticism pretty well and are constantly trying to just like perfect their craft always, you know. So I'm used to kind of thinking about a hundred things at once. Um, so this is like an exciting new challenge for me. Like the the teaching with the cameras, that's new to me. Teaching with the leaderboard, that's new to me too. So it is a lot of new information, but it's good, and I'm I'm getting used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Joseph Lumbert would like to. I hope I said that right. Uh, would like to know what your process is in terms of picking out your music and. Do you post any of it to Spotify or a streaming source of some sort? Cool. So I love looking for music. I love, I get in these like rabbit holes of just like all of a sudden I'll be like, oh my God, two hours just went by and I'm like deep in some weird playlist on Spotify. I'm like, I don't know how I got here, (laughs) but I love doing that. So, and I search for music every day. I like looking for new stuff that comes out and also old stuff that most people have totally forgotten about. So I look at stuff on Spotify and different music blogs and um, I I don't post full playlists, but I am going to start doing, I did it um, for August, but I, on my Peloton Facebook page, I'm going to be doing a monthly playlist of some of my favorite tracks from that month. So I feel like that's a fun way to kind of just like pick a handful of of songs that I love that can all live together on one playlist. Awesome. Yeah, that's always good. I know from a home, from a writer perspective, I'm always excited to see what, what kind of of um, music the instructor listens to and I really appreciated that you put out there that like songs that we could expect to see on your Spotify Um, I know you had that on your Facebook page and I thought Mm -hmm. that was that was great because it gives people kind of a an expectation of just what your music personality is like and it's 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 a nice way to get to know you a little bit before we ride totally yep since music is such a large part of what you guys do have uh, have you guys been approached by any of the record labels yet or anything trying like basically trying to get you to play songs the same way they get radio stations to play songs i don't think so not to my knowledge no i mean no one's 
approached me, so um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I, I can't speak for anyone else, but... No, not that I know of. Okay. Well, um, we have another question from Megan Yarnell. Uh, she wants to know uh, who or what is your spirit animal? <laughs> That's funny. We, uh, me and Dennis did like a little ba- uh, rapid fire Q&A for Peloton when we first started. And that was one of the questions. And uh, it was funny because I knew the answer like immediately. You know, <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's a it's a sea turtle. Definitely. Like 100%. <laughs> and they were like, how did you know that? Yeah. And I was like, I've actually been asked that question multiple times, believe it or not. I, the first, so I went scuba diving a few years ago and I saw a sea turtle for the first time and it totally just like blew my mind. And I was just like swimming alongside this giant sea turtle. And I was just like, we like looked at each other in the eyes and I was like, yep, (laughs) (laughs) this is my spirit animal right here. They're just like, so uh, like chill, but like strong, and I don't know. It's just like they're awesome. I hope I want I want to be a sea turtle. You know, I hope yeah. that that's my spirit animal. All I can think of is the the Finding, Finding Nemo. Nemo movies. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh totally. Yeah, a little bit of that too. Yeah. But I mean that in a good way. Like, like yeah, How do you- they're like the coolest dudes. You yeah. Know? How could you mean anything from Finding Nemo in a bad way? That's that's true. Yeah. That's, it's, that is true. Yeah, and uh, I I've never told you that my uh, my spirit animal. I actually mentioned it already on the show. Is Kool Aid Man. <laughs> <laughs> Explains a lot about me, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. It, yeah. That's oh wow. That's so, a good one. <laughs> yeah. So uh Margaret Lay, I hope I'm saying that right. Yes. Uh uh wants to know what got you into motorcycling. Cool. Um I was like, hopefully she's into motorcycling. This is gonna be a really I, No, I am, yeah. And I uh so growing up, I was not, I knew very little about motorcycles, um, but I, in college, I studied abroad in Beijing. And so I lived in Beijing for six months and I had a friend there that owned a motorcycle. And so my very first time ever riding on the back of a motorcycle was in Beijing. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but you'll know that the traffic there is just like insane. They don't um, believe in driving in lanes. So we were in like a six lane highway that turned into like a nine lane highway. And it was terrifying. Hopefully they were all going the same direction. Yes. Yes. At least that. And you don't use a blinker. You just honk your horn and just crank the wheel. Like that's, it's just so, it's like mayhem. So that was my first introduction, but it was like exhilarating and really fun. And then, you know, I came back. uh, Then when I moved to New York, I had a few friends in New York that were into motorcycles and a friend of mine, he was like, yeah, I'm thinking about, or two friends of mine, they were like, we're thinking about going to take this course up in the Bronx to learn, to go to like a a motorcycle driving school. Like, do you want to come? And I was like, uh, sure. Why not? Like, that'd be like a fun thing to do for the weekend. And I don't know that much about motorcycles. So it'd be kind of cool to just learn to drive one. And so you get there and it's like a three day driving course and they, you know, walk you through everything. They tell you if you're good at video games and you'll probably be good at driving a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, good to know. Yeah, it's it's the multitasking, you know, it's the being able to like look and like feel and, you know, use both hands simultaneously and your foot and, you know, at the same time. Um, so we, you do the three day course and then everyone ended up passing and, you know, they handed us our license and they were like, here's your license. But just so you know, you're all still terrible drivers. And the only <laughs> way to get better is if you keep practicing. And I was like, 
I'm such a perfectionist. So I was like, well, how do I get better? Like I need to, I need to get a motorcycle, you know? So literally the next week I went on Craigslist and I found <laughs> a little motorcycle. It was just like a 200 CC, um, Honda twin star, a 1980 motorcycle out in New Jersey. And I drove out there with a buddy of mine and just picked up this little motorcycle and brought it back to Brooklyn. And just, I was like, I'm going to get good at this. And I just kept just driving. Like I, I mean, I only actually had it for six months because it was actually stolen. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, which was kind of bittersweet, I guess. It was probably better that I didn't own a motorcycle in New York City. But, <laughs> I was wondering. Uh, it was it sounds dangerous. Had it. Yeah. 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 The I know my parents were like not that excited. That yeah. I that. Parents are never excited when you have. No. Nope. Uh, there's a nope. there's a phrase there's a word for a parent who's excited when their kid gets a motorcycle and that is um a bad parent. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I crashed a motorcycle once. You what? I crashed a motorcycle crashed. once. Oh no, I, that's terrifying. I was like ten. How did you? Oh my god. <laughs> I've never told you the story. No. I? Oh I my god! It's story you haven't told me. I, I know, right? I crashed a motorcycle when I was ten. I was. This is. Show, this is like everything about this story is is probably it's probably like my origin story about why I am like I am. So I was forced to go camping. Oh yeah, that's so that's not, not my thing. No, you know. Okay. And uh, and they had a motorcycle there. It was by the river, and and they were like, "Oh, you should ride the motorcycle." So we were. I was riding around like as a passenger on the motorcycle because I was uh-huh. ten, and that would be appropriate. Right, right, right. And uh, and then they were like, "Did you want to try and drive it?" And I'm ten and dumb, and so I was like, "Sure." <laughs> and so, and it was like a two fifty, so it was a big one for a kid, you know. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just uh, like a Shetland person, like I'm not very tall <laughs> even now. And and uh, I started driving. I was going right towards like a cliff, not off a cliff, but like the wall of a cliff, like into a wall. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there were all uh-huh. these trees that had fallen, and I'm like, I don't know how to stop it. They didn't bother to tell uh-huh. me that part. Oh, and they're no. like, and then they're starting start yelling at me and I freak out so when you freak out you tense up right well when yeah. you tense up you, you go faster you go faster yeah you pull the throttle oh, so and luck- luckily you can't tell because it's a podcast but I'm putting in the word luckily in air quotes mm-hmm. I I hit a I hit a felled tree and <laughs> po- and completely flipped upside down and the bike oh, landed on top of me but luckily <gasps> my leg was there to break the muffler's fall and so <laughs> I, yeah that's the sound it made yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so uh, that is the last time I rode a motorcycle oh my gosh so, oh my god so that's many things yeah. yeah so many things just explained to me that's yes. why you hate camping I don't right like there. to go outdoors I don't like to go <laughs> I'm always like, it's such a nice day. We should watch television with the windows open. Tom's trauma revealed. Yes. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I would be traumatized, too. Yeah. You're traumatized just hearing it. You're like, thank God somebody yeah. stole my motorcycle. <laughs> no, kind of. That's probably a blessing in disguise, you know? <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. so Emma, do you have a leaderboard name? Like, do you write outside of, you know, taking, like, actually teaching the classes? Um, I don't log in. I just, I will take classes sometimes, but I usually just guest 
it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what would your leaderboard yeah. name be if you had one? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it should be like Sea Turtle Emma or something. <laughs> I like it. I like, like it. The letter C and turtle. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's a good call. Uh-huh. I should do that. <laughs> so that means by the time this airs, that name will be gone. Yeah. Some, there'll be there'll be some jerkwad that'll be like, I'm going to register yeah. Sea Turtle. Yeah. Well, then hopefully they just only take my class and I'll see them every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll torment you. Yeah. That kind yeah, of makes exactly. me want to start another account. Just take Emma yeah. rides. Yeah. You're like, guess who's not getting a shout out? Yeah. It's Sea Turtle. Uh-huh. So how has the experience been so far? Do you feel like you're connecting with the writers? Yeah. Yeah, it is totally different, right? Because, you know, connecting in studio, you know, there's 50 bikes in studio and then there's thousands of people, you know, taking it live or on demand. And, and so it's trying to find that balance of how to connect a little bit with everybody, you know. So I think social media is huge in that, you know, I think having Facebook and Instagram has really allowed me to kind of chat with different writers and get feedback from people. And yeah, and, and without that, you know, I don't know how, how I would know, how I would talk to anyone. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. Have your numbers shot up, your social media numbers? Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's, all, that's a good sign. Yeah. 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 No, it's cool. It's, it's, it's amazing how quickly that can happen, too, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, the, the, and yeah. The, the best thing about that, too, is like, they can't take that from you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, in today's world, that's got a real value. And like that will yeah. go with you wherever, wherever however you're, yeah, whatever you're, the future holds, yeah. you know. So yeah, and you know these all the new Peloton followers that I've gotten, they are not quiet either. They definitely no. participate on social media. They <laughs> yes, they, they like, do. they comment. They I heard you know, a, I so. heard about two of these Peloton riders. They're nut jobs. They started a podcast. <laughs> All exactly, I do, all right? I do is talk about the damn bike. Well, one did. <laughs> one I don't, did. I don't know that we can really say that you're a writer. That's true. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a writer supporter. There you go. If you can't be an athlete, <laughs> support one. Be okay. an athletic supporter. <laughs> That's what they say. That's important too. So, uh, what do you think makes a good spin instructor? Um, what makes a good? Well, for me, I think. I mean playlists are huge for me I think and if I go take a class like that's what I, I like to you know know the instructor's taste in music and I think that I try to do a good job at matching music that matches the intensity of what I am asking you to do because I understand that to ask you to do some crazy you know 70 resistance you know pushing your cadence like you have to be inspired to do that with more than maybe just me telling you to do that like maybe it's you know, the music or the leading up to it or the lighting or, you know, whatever you can use to help somebody push themselves to be the best that they can be, like use it. So I think music is a great, great tool that we have. And then I also just, I think like, Speaking from personal experience, you know, I think it's really obvious to to notice when somebody's being authentic up there and people love, you know, authenticity. So I think, you know, when I know like, okay, this is really uncomfortable, this is hard, like I, I will say that because... I'm doing it too, you know, like I know that it's not easy. Um, so I'm not going to pretend that like, this is a breeze and, <laughs> you know, you sh- you, this should be so easy for you. And, you know, 
Well, I'm glad you don't do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think being able to like put yourself in the rider's shoes is really important to be a good instructor of anything, really. What do you think makes you unique as a spin instructor? Mm. Um, I guess, you know, maybe that, that approach in itself of just being like, Um, you know, when I tell you something motivating, it's actually because I need to hear it. Like I am just as much motivating myself to push as I am motivating you to push. So I think being connected to how I'm feeling is really important in order to instruct and and then be a good leader is, is really paying attention to like how I'm doing and then how like the room is doing and the, the perceived audience is doing. So I think, yeah, just having that like good connection to to yourself and then also adding the music element to it. And like, I know that I am just like so driven by music that um, I try to like capture that and use it as much as I can to help inspire other people. Yeah, that it is important. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I think, uh, I think we are out of questions. Yeah. Believe it or not. So, wow. um, so I guess we should probably wrap up by ask, by having you tell people like, where all can they find you in the, the myriad of social media channels that are out there uh, rattle off some of yours. Yeah, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Lovewell, E-M-M-A-L-O-V-E-W-E-L-L. And I often use the hashtag live, learn, love well, which is I have a blog that's live, learn, love well.com. So I'll put recipes on there, stretches, different workouts. Sometimes I'll, I'll post some music and things. Uh, so you can check out that blog as well. I'm on Spotify. Um, e love well is my Spotify. You can find some playlists that I have have on there. Awesome. And what else? Facebook, Facebook, Peloton, Emma Lovewell. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you'll be inundated. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. If you're not, right. then it means nobody's right. listening to this and you'll be like, what a waste of my time. Everyone's going to be oh. so excited when they see I, we definitely as soon as as soon as they announced that you were going to be, you know, our new inst- one of our new instructors, they were people started like, oh, you've got to interview the new instructors. you got to interview them. Okay. So people would be very excited that you took the time to do this thank you so much for taking the time yeah of course it was my pleasure and lovely getting to meet you two and talk with you two yeah and if you ever see me on the bike i'm at clip out crystal that's me okay clip out crystal yeah got it and i'm fat and lazy tom you'll be in the room cheering her on (laughs) sometimes sometimes i come in and sing along to her yeah it's true he does sing along (laughs) that's good that's good Here's today's recipe for success. So a big famous Peloton instructor like Emma Lovewell, she doesn't have time for a recipe. So what did you put together for us on your own? Oh, no. She gave us a recipe. What? I couldn't have come up with this if I tried. And now I'm wondering what's in it. I, I'm i not sure I'm okay with trying this one. Okay. Kombucha. Gesundheit. <laughs> so it's a living organism. Like... It's a strain of bacteria and yeast that you lovingly grow on your counter and, and and tea until you decide to drink it. It ferments and you do that on purpose, which when it applies to beer, I'm, I'm down with. But I saw pictures of this thing today. I'm not sure I could stomach it. It reminded me way too much of my daughter's vomit. So I'm not sure... <laughs> 
I'm just not sure I could be putting that thing down Wait, my stomach. Crystal. So yeah, and, and Emma Lovewell, I'm going to post. Um, this actually came from her blog. She sent. Uh, I was sent the link from her blog because right. she actually posts a lot of her own recipes on her blog. And, and uh, what's her blog called? Her blog is called Live Learn Love Well. And and of course, not only this recipe, but the link to her blog will be on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash the clip up. And she also has her own line of cookies, snack wells, right? Those, those are her? <laughs> I don't think that's her. That's babe. not her? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought no. that was her. I'm pretty sure those abs tell you that's not her. But those are healthy cookies. They no. are well in the end of them. Remember when we talked to Claire, the nutritionist? She said it doesn't matter. It's still bad nutrition. I blocked all that out. <laughs> she said a bunch of stuff I didn't want to believe, so I... I just I just decided well, she was she's, fake news. She's coming back, so you better be nice to her when she comes back. Damn it! So anyway, kombucha. I'm not going to try to explain this whole process, other than you need a glass jar, you need a t-shirt and a rubber band, and six tea bags. You can use black, oolong, or green. Is this a recipe or a science experiment? Yes. If you're if if. The recipe needs a glass jar And you're not making moonshine Bail I like how the jar is what gives you pause Not the (laughs) t-shirt I thought that was like your prize for eating it No and it's drinking I thought it was like if you consume this You get a free t-shirt Like when you eat the 70 ounce steak No because it's a piece of a cut up t-shirt For the top and then you put it on with a rubber band Well it's New York fashion I don't know what they do Okay They're cut up t-shirts So then you get your tea bags and you get a cup of white sugar (laughs) Sorry And then I'm going to Pass right over that Because I am not explaining To your 13 year old What that is and I'm gonna then, giggle Every time you say it <laughs> And then You get a SCOBY And now And then after that You get a SCOBY the, oh, So uh, But a little penicillin Will clear that right up Right <laughs> Well Ironically You're kind of making Penicillin I mean <laughs> It's like I don't think I can eat this I'm allergic to penicillin So It's a fermented tea drink Let me see I'm gonna read to you What a SCOBY is Okay I uh I kept my notes because I had a feeling this was going to turn into a discussion. SCOBY is a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. That's what it stands for. This sounds like the origin story of Venom in Spider-Man. She she wanted to bring us something unique. And apparently this is really like trending right now. It hasn't made it to the Midwest. That's you got to remember, she's problem. on the coast. She's on the cutting edge. We're, we're in the middle. We're in the... Oh, we should start eating this now, and that way in like two years, we can be like, oh, that stuff has been making us gag for years. I don't think I can do it, 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 because it says that after, okay, you put this thing in, the SCOBY sinks to the bottom, and then in a few days, it floats to the top. And it's like this white gelatinous No wonder she's so thin. The stuff she eats (laughs) takes five days to make. Yeah, so she's eating once every five days. I'm going to post all this. If anybody is brave enough to make it and drink it, please reach out to me. We should have you on the show just to talk about that. Send a video of how you made it. I don't know. I'm curious. Send a video if you can choke it down because it sounds gross. God, 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 love her for sending us the recipe, but this sounds yeah. Awful. And she she loves it. She flavors it with different things, and um, she she really enjoys it. She's got she really enjoys it. So I am not trying to bag on her. This is just. This is outside of my comfort level of consumption. I'm just trying to, like, what does she flavor with? You throw in a little botulism and it tastes amazing. <laughs> no, it's like uh, beet and ginger, strawberry and ginger, pineapple and ginger. And she said, can you like tell I like ginger? She said, basically, any kind of fruit juice is good because the kombucha will continue to eat off the sugar from the fruit juice and create carbonation. So it, it also makes it carbonated.
carbonated. So it eats the sugar. The only good thing in the whole in the whole dish. Only the good thing for you. And the dish is eating it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll be honest. This is the first recipe we've gotten. I'm not sure I could try. I, I'm not down with this. I'm already the least. Culinary Oh I know Adventurous person You will find I know So But thank you Very much <laughs> It was so nice of her To for, take the time To interview with us Yeah Take and, the time To send in a wonderful recipe right. Which I'm sure A lot of people enjoy This stuff is Oh I looked it up This stuff is actually Sold commercially And like on purpose People This is It's growing 30% a year Yeah because it sits On the shelf <laughs> And it grows It also got taken off the shelves Because uh, they found that it had uh, uh, Elevated alcohol volumes in it and they uh, had So to, the kids were buying it to get drunk <laughs> And then they had to redo the recipe So that it wasn't So it didn't have as high of an alcohol level The kids found an end run Yeah And I gotta so, go back to cough syrup I was ready for all your questions Anything else about kombucha? Uh, I think I'm good Okay So that's everything That's everything So uh, I guess that's it for this episode So who will be joining us on the show next week? Yanina Livingston Yeah, yeah <laughs> You're very excited I am She's so fun <laughs> Well, awesome All of our guests are fun We've so had so many wonderful people we, on the show We have So what is her claim to fame? She's yeah, yeah <laughs> Fair enough <laughs> I uh, Also an admin on the JSS tribe Also uh, she has, she has her own star- sisterhood She's had No sisterhood. <laughs> No She has the Starbucks cups That she would write Everybody's milestones on Starbucks cups There we go She has a claim to fame She has a lot of claims to fame She's amazing And she is Behind a lot of Shenanigans That go on at the studio And elsewhere From what I understand And she has her own sisterhood Like I said <laughs> Her Yaya sisterhood I don't get her mixed up With the uh, Sisterhood Of the traveling magic pants Oh my god Gotta gotta keep those two straight I do that sometimes I see what she did there Yeah It was good So awesome So uh, we have that to look forward to We do And I don't normally uh, Plug real spoilers on here My movie based podcast But our most recent episode Maybe our second most recent episode By the time you hear this Is about a new movie Called Battle of the Sexes Which is about Billie Jean King And her battle Against Bobby Riggs uh, Yeah And And, uh, the not height only of the women's slip movement, and not only is that fascinating to Peloton people because they are very athletic, but you should tell them who you had on the show. Right, I had two uh, female tennis pros, both of who have met and worked with, were business partners with Billie Jean King at at a tennis league that they owned a team in. So, so we actually, it's not just four dudes sitting around talking about women's tennis. Uh, we actually brought in some women tennis players and team owners, female team owners. That are very, very familiar with not only the story that this movie tells, but with uh, Billie Jean King herself and, of course, tennis. So yeah. I just thought that there might be some no, crossover I'm, there. I'm glad you brought it up. And it was cool because they weren't just on the on the Skype phone. They were also in our home. Yeah, because we found local people. So they were they actually came and sat down in our studio. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't have been nicer people. Yes, they were very nice. So um, so anyway, there's a shameless plug for my other podcast. So I appreciate you sitting through that. So uh, as we said, coming up next week, uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Yaya Pants. <laughs> and <laughs> that will be her new leader. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, keep pedaling.